Welcome to As the Garden Grows, a podcast about a small cannabis company and our journey in growing wellness. Hi. Hey, guys. Welcome to another episode of our podcast. Podcast. As the Garden Grows. Thanks for joining us. And yeah, let's get into it. Some new growth, Ryan. Oh, wow. Wow. (laughs) Didn't even introduce Right in. I'm here. Hello. My day is going well, as you know, I guess. You feel satisfied. So <laughs> let's get into it. Some new growth. New growth. Nice. New growth. So new growth, like we mentioned last week, we would be submitting the application to the CCC and we did. And what was so amazing was that before the podcast even came out last week, we had already heard back from the CCC. Yeah. They got back to us within 48 hours of submitting our application. I feel like that has to be a record. I feel like it's incredible. It's We're certainly dealing with someone else. <laughs> it's a different beast Boston, right here. Yeah. Woo! That was like... Municipality. Oh, my goodness. It was like, what a rush. Like, when we got the email, I literally, like, stopped in my tracks. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Like, I could, like our whole day was re yeah i was about to leave yeah i was at your house i was about to leave i was all bundled up and yep. and then, then we got the email and it was like stood there frozen in an email <laughs> it was amazing i was honestly shocked yeah. i was like so shocked and happy and grateful that they got back to us right away it was funny because not funny but interesting because when we submitted the application it said we were number two in the queue and yeah i mean they just they really got right to us can you imagine? Two in the queue. That's the great. Queue. I love it. And so we have spent the last several days just getting everything together because basically what happens, just so we uh, can explain the process to you all a little bit, is that when you submit to the state, the Cannabis Control Commission, you submit your application package, which is like 23 sections long, I think, 22 or 23 sections long. And every section requires a certain amount of information that you have to write within the application and then a certain amount of information that you have to upload to support whatever it is that you're saying. So this includes like lots of background check documentation. We we had to submit background check documentation for us three main officers, me, Ryan, and Michaela, as well as anyone who has invested over 10% of our initial capital investment. So that was like two of our investors. And yeah. And because we've taken on such like a small amount of debt through our investors, like that threshold was pretty low. Yeah, it was pretty low. Yeah. So yeah, you know. So we ended up having to include more people than you might think. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that, and then we had to obviously include all of our standards of procedures, SOPs as they call them. How many, like, do you think pages of SOPs altogether? Just pages? Like, how many pages do you think it is altogether? Hundreds. Wow. Because, think about it like this, there are at least 21 or 22 SOPs that are required of us to submit. Yeah. I would say maybe there are two of them that were a page or less, two or three of them that were a page or less, and then every other one was a minimum of about five pages. Okay. Yeah, I would say. And yeah, I mean, they th- that was the bulk of what the commission came back to us on, 
where were those SOPs. So what happens is when you submit, the licensing team goes through those SOPs and they, they're they really going through to make sure that every that you are stating to them that you are going to be fully compliant with the law, the, the cannabis law in this state, which is 935 CMR. And you essentially have to go through that law pretty closely. I've talked about this before, for sure, on this uh, podcast at different times, but you do have to adhere to the law very closely, Mm -hmm. and you have to explicitly state that you are going to adhere to the law. Yeah. Period. A lot of the RFIs were just telling us, literally, put this line in. Yeah. They were like... Just let this let us know. And it's funny because some of this stuff was like we had it stated it in different terms, but they're like, no, 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 we just need to see it in exactly that term. Exactly. Like some of the points were just saying to clarify, we mean this. Yes, exactly. So that was definitely uh, interesting. And like I said, that's what we've basically been doing for the last few days is yeah. just going through all of those documents. We had to other little things like um, our, our plan to obtain liability insurance needed more information. Um, so we had to go back to our insurance agent, get an updated letter. We had we, to go back and get some proof of the notifications we made about meetings. That's true. We had, we had to go get some. We had to actually find our um, video of our community yeah, meeting did. to send to them. We sure did. Um, we had to um, get a letter to prove that the uh, community organization that we are going to offer monetary donations to that they are willing to accept our donations. You have to uh, prove that. Um, yeah, what else did we have to do? We had to get a couple more background check documents. I had to get another um, – I had to get a document notarized that stated that we wanted to expedite our application to be considered a minority business enterprise mm. and a woman-owned business enterprise. Now, what did you have to do for that? So that was a process that I did like last year sometime. Basically, what you do is you you, su- you submit an application and you um, you have to prove that you're a minority. You have to prove what the ownership of the business is and that it you know it really is a minority owned business and that it really is a woman owned business. And then um, you have to go to a supplier diversity workshop. Okay, that's about being a um, you know MBE WBE. There's other ones too. Um, like you could be a veteran business. Uh, yeah. Just, just person with a disability. Got it. That kind of thing. Yeah. Um, any of the population. Yeah. Uh, the disadvantaged populations. So, um, yeah. So you had to go to this workshop and then once you go to the workshop, it kind of like generates a number for you that says like, okay, this person's in the queue to do this. But when you're a cannabis business specifically, there's a different process for you because, Really, the CCC holds everything for cannabis businesses, right. which is great. Honestly, yeah. it's actually nice that it's this way because it's like you just know everything's going to be held within. And it's like a different process anyways because the reason why people obtain those certifications, MBE, WB, mostly is that they are then going to be put on the city and state's like um, vendor list. Okay. They're a diverse vendor list. Okay. So like – Anytime someone in the city or the state, for example, if I was just like a regular catering company, but a black owned business, I could register with the state saying like, hey, I'm a minority owned business, I'm a woman owned business. And then like, say someone in the state is going to like host something or something like that, they'll go on and look for their like, uh, like a directory in this directory. Yeah. Yeah. So it kind of like gives you that advantage. That's pretty cool. It is cool. But as a cannabis business, 
I don't believe that we're going to be like getting any advantage. Like right. I don't believe the city or state employees are going to be like calling us being like, hey, we're doing this party. Can you guys come and host? Right. <laughs> Unfortunately, Maybe we're someday. just not quite there I yet. So I think that's part of the reason why the CCC expedites the process for cannabis businesses and they just kind of hold that also. Yeah. So you just have to, you know, sign another documentation saying that like, yes, I am this. This is owned by a minority, women, blah, blah, blah. And then you have to go and get it notarized. Like, you Got know. it. So we had to resubmit that as well. And then, yeah, I think everything – we'll have everything to resubmit today. Um, so we'll resubmit today, and then hopefully they'll get right back to us again. I mean, it's definitely much sooner than we thought. We thought it would be at least two weeks before they got back to us with yeah. this first um, request for more information. So the fact that they're getting back to us within two days, I mean, that really speeds up our process. It means – It's just really cool, too, because, like, it must mean that there's someone specifically working on equity people because at least at least one person had to work for that entire day or two to go through our application well, with the 100 sure. plus pages yeah. and go through with such a fine tooth comb to come out with 13 pages of yeah. RFIs. You know yeah. what I mean? So Yeah, because it was, it was a quite a packet of RFI yeah. that we got back. Yeah. RFI still stands for Request than, for Information. Still smaller than previously you've experienced. Still smaller than what, it's, what I've experienced in the past, much quicker than what I've experienced in the past. Yeah. So that was saying a lot to me. And it, that felt really good to me. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just like that tight turnaround, yeah. the, the less than we thought. Yeah. So it just makes me hopeful. Like, yeah, of course, we'll go back and forth a few more times because every time we submit something, there can be edits Yeah, they on could it. certainly come back to us again. I, I expect that they will come back to us at least one more time yeah. with RFIs. And then I hope that after that, we will be ready to move on to fingerprinting. Once we move on to fingerprinting, the way that I understand it is that then we would be granted some type of provisional license which allows us to start buying product, we can start testing stuff, we can start doing all that preparation, getting the space together, all of that. And then we would schedule an inspection where they would come in and like see our whole operation and then we would be granted our license. So the good part about that is it we schedule the inspection? I believe so. You believe so? Okay, cool. So it's not like we're like in like a time crunch like they don't assign us a date no i don't think so yeah no i don't think just in terms of thinking of like construction and stuff but yeah Yeah. that's very exciting it is very exciting we do have a a bit of construction to do in the space yeah a bit more of a build out than we were initially expecting but you know i think between the time that we have from now until fingerprinting and yeah and fingerprinting it self takes some time right to like process doesn't it take a couple days or I something can, um, to come I back? would imagine so I, yeah. I imagine that process will be like a week between how soon it will be for us to be able to schedule them because yeah. I don't know how soon the appointments will be available yeah, and then all of that when I was living in Colorado I became like a I got that card so that oh you yeah an MEA at, right yeah. you were like an agent to yeah. be able to work at a so I never ended up doing it or I never ended up using it or working on a dispensary but to do it I had to get fingerprinted for that and I believe it did take like a week or two to actually like come back and you like get the verification yeah. status well because so they'll also be doing the background now. checks at that time yeah yeah and those take time too I really wonder like I'd be so curious to know if they like put out guidelines for like what they're looking for in the background checks <laughs> like what's like really not a lot you know what i mean like yeah i'm curious is it any crime is it you know what i mean what is it i don't know what if you did you know maybe like a sex offender a sex offender is that a problem for them like i mean i hope so also like yeah same honestly but like if you like didn't like tax evasion do you know what i mean like white collar crimes like do you think that's a problem yeah Yeah. probably very interesting yeah very interesting Mm mm-hmm 
it's funny that they're like, you gotta be so honest to work in cannabis when it doesn't fucking matter for anybody else. It's well, like, that, and Business I think, yeah, I know. Like, I wonder if they're hearts. like, yeah, <laughs> are you background checking these other businesses? Yeah. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. But I do <laughs> it's find a different it, episode. yeah, it is a different episode. I do find it interesting because it's like, we do require, like the state requires you to do background checks also on all your employees. Mm. But at the same time, like there's also a huge push to make sure like you're hiring people with foreign or drug convictions and yeah. all of that so it's like that's why i'm curious to know what the actual guidelines are like yeah of course the background check will reveal everything but i wonder what's actually like a, this obviously is a, a former point. drug like, conviction isn't something that's going to like deter them that couldn't be right. it you know it what i mean right. but other crimes yeah yeah very interesting yeah. so i mean i guess that's good yeah i guess so too also it's good that we have you know nothing to hide i don't think no I, I mean, I already passed, so unless I've committed some crimes that I'm not aware about in the last couple of years. <laughs> and you never know, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. But anyways, oh, yeah, so that has been happening, and, you know, definitely that's been a major focus of ours. It was also NECAN this weekend. Yes. And it, we did go. We definitely went. For a day. To the Canna Convention. On Sunday. On Sunday, the last day. And that was interesting. So I don't um, come to find out like love conventions <laughs> all that much. Definitely, I, I was definitely open to and receptive to the booth aspect of us walking around, although it was very, as you pointed out yesterday, like very difficult to do mask stuff. Yeah. And I'm by no way an anti-mask or an anti-vaxxer. We have to wear the mask. It's just like, do we have the convention? You know what I mean? Like at this I time, agree. because even trying to make like business connections, like it was awkward as was fuck. Really we saw weird. one of our own vendors, someone we love, our guy Andy. Yes, literally. And we, first of all, I couldn't tell it was Andy until we started talking to him. Yeah, a hundred percent. Because of the mask. Yeah, because of the mask, which made it so it weird. Because we were also like walking towards him, staring at him, making eye contact. And, and like, literally saying, like, is that Andy clearly mouthing it? So yeah. if he didn't, you know, if yeah. it wasn't Andy, I don't know what I would have done. <laughs> Because we're like, do you think he knows who we are? Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, yes. I would say doing a um, conference with a mask on, like doing that type of walking through, trying to make connections with the mask on, it's weird because – okay, so Ryan made fun of me because we were in a uh, talk and I oh was gosh. apparently – no, I didn't mean to make fun of you, but it was making me laugh so much in the moment. Also, let me just paint the picture. So I am like – having my own interactions with this conference, just being at any sort of academic event, hearing someone talk to me and feeling like I'm trapped in this talk for an hour. So I'm experiencing that. First of all, we're in the back row. We're so ridiculous. We could leave it at it. We're going to leave it at We're adults. We, we paid for this. We set it up that way. And um, anyway, so I'm sitting between um, Kijana and Michaela. So on the right, I have Michaela, who is listening so intently. And after every question, she says, great question. And I'm laughing And at she's that. viciously taking notes. She's viciously taking notes. But to be the great question after every question made me laugh so hard. And I, and every time, it's one of those things I kept building. And same with you. So with you, you were doing what is psychologically very kind, which is like very much direct. First of all, <laughs> she was directly interacting with the person because there were four people in the room. So it was as if he was just talking to us. So Kishana was nodding along and saying, mm-hmm, yes. Definitely. <laughs> like just those little like positive affirmations but between the two of them i was just like listening to the funniest soundtrack and i was just like i've got to get the hell out of here <laughs> it was hilarious 
I'm so sorry. No, that. please don't apologize. <laughs> but no, explain to the people about it. So, Because well, when you explained it to me, it made perfect sense. And I was like, actually, if I was ever talking, I would really hope someone would do that too. Okay. So I was a human services major in college and they literally taught us, like my professor, Lori Gardiner, who I still to this day love so much. And, you know, I went to Costa Rica with her. I think I went to, I went to India with her too. Like oh I traveled God. all over the world with her. I really loved her. Shout out. Wonderful woman. She taught us in Human Services 101, when people are talking to you, especially in this space, the way that you can show them that you're listening, that you are experiencing what they're trying to tell you is by nodding and saying along the way, yes, I hear you. I I understand what you're saying. Like, but making eye contact and nodding, which we're doing right now. Totally. (laughs) It's a big thing. And if anybody who's ever had a conversation with me has probably noticed that I do that all the time is that when people are talking to me, I often nod my head and I will say while you're speaking like, "Mm -hmm, yes, I hear you or say little things like that because that's literally how I was trained as a human services major to support people because you're working with so many vulnerable populations in human services. And when I was in college, you know, at Northeastern, you really get immersed into the experience. So every semester I was doing some type of work that I worked in a um, domestic violence shelter. I worked in a behavioral um, issues uh, classroom at Orchard Gardens. I worked at a bunch of just different kind of spaces with lots of vulnerable populations. And it's really important to make sure that people like really know that you're hearing them because especially in those populations those people will often be talking to people and not being heard and they're not being listened to and they might be really saying what they need and nobody's listening to them and so that was like such an important part of the curriculum and human services like make sure you're listening to hear what people are saying so that you can respond in need like when i went to costa rica with um with lori we we worked in this this hospital and this there was this doctor there and I really loved this doctor he was so cool because Costa Rica has a socialized healthcare system okay. and this doctor he, we were we were at this really big hospital in San Jose and uh, doing this program and he would come into the hospital and do like teaching classes he was a doctor there so he had patients but then also he would go out to all these rural locations in Costa Rica because there's a really big indigenous population in Costa Rica right. And the thing is, like, people in rural populations, they have a really hard time accessing health care. Okay. It's, it's hard for them to – sometimes they don't have roads to get them yeah, to, like you know, to a main – Yeah, they, yeah. they physically have – barriers right so he especially when there's like a you know a um, big storm or something and now all the roads are washed out or something like that he would drive around to rural areas and go and and give vaccines and and appointments and checkups and he was like amazing yeah he was amazing and and he had this whole philosophy I, i remember and he was like when you're working with indigenous populations you know again vulnerable populations he was like you can never ever go in and think that you know what people need even if you buy you're studying or whatever like you could be the smartest person in the world but that's not how you help people what you have to do is you have to go in you have to sit with those people you have to hear what they have to say you have to eat with them you have to drink with them you have to really experience what they're experiencing to really know what they need and like that was another thing like he was another person who as you would talk he would just nod his head and he would be like and you could just tell like when people are doing that they're really listening to like give you something back and and to me the conversation just becomes so much more valuable totally so it is something that I have been like that is a training that I've never let go I've always actually like really appreciated that about my human services training was just that I do feel like that was a good skill to pick up it always made me 
feel really heard when other people, especially in that program, especially Lori, when she was doing it with us. And then as I picked it up throughout the years, I definitely think it's been a really helpful tool that I've used in connecting with others. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And I'm sure like I experience it all the time, obviously, whenever I talk to you, but I had just never (laughs) noticed it. It's one of those things. And then once I noticed, I couldn't stop. And it was the same thing where like between that and every, and you know, great question. question, I was just (laughs) fighting the giggles. I was really fighting the giggles. But honestly, that was the absolute most interesting chat of the ones that we stayed for. for. Like I I definitely enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I would say so. And I definitely def like got some things out of it. But the whole thing I will say in general was disappointing was that a lot of the people were not. Well, there. Yeah. So that was so, super disappointing was that straight up some people just didn't show up. Didn't show up. Like, like the, the panelists, speakers, the speakers. Panelists, yeah. yeah. So the first talk that we went to, wanted to go to all together was just simply canceled because the speaker didn't show up. Yep. And then we And Michaela's to- talk was shortened because the panelists didn't show up. Yeah. And then the one that we did go to, also one of the panelists there didn't show up. There were two panelists. It was supposed to be a back and forth comparing <laughs> um, multi-state versus in-state um, operation, it's expansion. And only the in-state guy was there. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we only got one point of view. I mean, yeah. he really, I mean, he did, really his best. did try. Yeah. And honestly, he made a lot of great points about I thought he multi-state. Was great, honestly, yeah. and he almost took the point of view to like advocate for multi-state. I think because he knew so much more about in-state, and then kind of like relied on in-state to answer questions. Yeah. And I think that was a really good tactic. Yep. Um. But yeah, it was just kind of like disappointing in that sense. Yeah. No, I think for me, um, what. Okay, I haven't been to a conference in at least, you know, six years because I've been doing the business and all that. So, yeah, I haven't been to a conference in a really long time. And, you know, I was, like, saying to you and Michaela, like, conferences when I was, like, working 9 to 5, that was, like, something cool that you do out of town because it's Yeah, a way it to seems get, like a great way to escape. Yeah, like, like get out of work and, you know, yeah. do something fun. So, like, in those days, I think I, like, appreciated it, and I also appreciated this idea of, like, taking learning, research, whatever that other people were doing elsewhere, like, all around the country, all around the world in some cases, back to whatever I was working on and being able to, like, apply it, because that was how I also approached my undergraduate and even my graduate, you know, learning. So, yeah, I I thought at that time that that was really cool. This experience was very different. It was really hard, actually, to, like, the first chat that we went into, I mean, at one point, the guy said, the the speaker said, does anybody know what THC is? And I, I had to get up and leave at that point. I have no, my attention span is, like, so short as it is right now that if someone is talking about something that I am not absolutely engaged in, I cannot listen. I don't know if you guys have ever seen um, an ejector seat <laughs> demonstration or if you've ever seen, you know, like a Rocky and Bullwinkle. That woman, she almost bounced off the ceiling. When he said, has anyone heard of THC? Before any hands shot up, Ms. Gijano was out of the room. I was like, oh, I bet get, I was like, get my bag and me. let's get going. <laughs> like, well, this isn't for me. You know, oh I'm not my gonna God. I'm not gonna find any value here. I thought that you saw a sniper. <laughs> I thought you saw a red dot. I hate <laughs> wasting my time. Yeah, I mean it was ridiculous. Honestly, the whole the whole idea of the t- I knew within the first couple like 30 seconds that we had nothing because the idea of the talk was to advocate for the patient. And it's like, who's not fucking doing that? We should have gotten bullied into going into that chat anyways. If our if our original chat hadn't gotten canceled, then we wouldn't have even been there. But 
we did and I quickly realized that it wasn't for me and then that was hard because I was like should I go home now like I'm not motivated enough in a situation like that and I think another thing that was making me feel unmotivated was that I felt like every conversation that was being had was really geared towards people who were just thinking about becoming cannabis operators and not necessarily like even with the conversations that we were having with people at the booths like I went with the mentality that like we're about to open up a bakery and be doing product manufacturing to dispensaries this should be a great way to make connections with people who are going to be like like the actual people like to make actual like the people that we're going to be engaged with in our work in our day-to-day when we're going to be working with GMs of dispensaries and stuff like that. Even to be able to get more detailed information it was definitely not it was definitely aimed at like people who just wanted to like walk around were like interested in cannabis in general it was not aimed at people who are even like ready to like ask specific questions about packaging like even that great packaging place that we stopped by like no conversation about like Oh, this is the things we can do. These are our How order minimums. Touch, this you, is, you know, anything, anything like that. It was just like, oh, this looks cool. It was the weird. They that was weird. Well, that was weird because they literally didn't speak a word. But that's neither. Here <laughs> they nor just there. showed. They just showed us stuff, but they it didn't was that actually movie speak. With John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. <laughs> it was weird. A quiet place. I've never seen. It. I've never seen it either, but I feel comfortable referencing it. <laughs> anyway, um, what I will say is, some of the booze were great. Mostly our guy Andy's who did simply put cash in envelopes and do and it and, and proceeded guy. with it as a giveaway. It was awesome. That was amazing. Now we did find one black owned business. Yes, we did. We did. So that was cool. You know. They were making drinks. They did some, they were providing a service and they had a booth and for that, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, we did run up against our old friend Delta Eight <laughs> once again, and I was not impressed. I was not impressed. Nope. No. No. So that's over. But you know, overall. Oh, you know what I will say? What? If we get the POS out of it, that was worth it because Actually, we we were right. advertised for an amazing POS system that we had not heard of. That is like an internal banking. It does everything. It's amazing. Yeah. They have a payment processor. They have a payment processor. Andrew's going to like them. Say it again. I think Andrew will really like oh them. Oh my God, Andrew will love them. And their name's Blaze, so and you know that's close to Blaze. my heart. I love how many like integrations they have. We can so easily sell stuff on a website. We can yeah, so easily, they're integrated like, with Weed Maps yeah. already. Oh my God, Weed Maps. That was pretty that's cool. That's almost invaluable, Yeah, honestly, especially in the delivery age of it all once that ever fucking gets online. You know what's hilarious about Boston is that there's all these advertisements everywhere that's like Weed deliveries here i'm like is it can i go on a website and order weed for delivery because no granted i haven't tried (laughs) i don't know but again i feel comfortable referencing the fact that it's not not yet quite easily available but again i'll check we'll circle back (laughs) yeah maybe i'll do an insert line this week and maybe not guess what we're gonna get into it next week but there is no delivery available and i could have used it this week so super disrespectful boston take those signs down there's your insert line love you guys so, I don't know. Would you... How do you feel? Would you... Well, th- what I do love about Nikan is just the ability to have booths to sell products. I didn't... I wasn't aware that you could sell products of THC in them there. So, the idea that we can go and, like, once we're, like, fully licensed to be able to go to, like, these shows on the weekends and just bring a shit ton of fucking fudge. I'm into that. And selling it. 
I yeah. just think that'll be amazing. That will be really With such cute. a minimum overhead, we need to like print a banner and get a foldable table. Yeah. And then we're good to go. It's just the vibes from there, the you know? The vibes from there. Oh my God, <laughs> it'll be awesome. Thanks. And we we did really talk about being able to like host some of the talks there yeah. because you first of all, what? obviously they had a scheduling problem maintaining something. So well, first and foremost, <laughs> we shouldn't yes, have a problem can, getting yeah, a Yeah, you can count on if you book me for something, I'll show up. Yeah. But <laughs> two, I will just say that like, There were a lot of conversations in there that I felt like without being the backseat panelist that Michaela described yesterday. Wow. You guys, uh, she meant well, and I think she's doing some good work, but there's a woman who felt the need to really hide. And at that point, again, we, like we said yesterday, there was a missing panelist, so you should have just walked your ass up there and sat down because she talks almost as much time as, as the gentleman that was the only panelist. For real. So, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want to be a backseat panelist. No. But I did think that there were some valuable things that we could have added to the conversations that were being I also delivered. think if we, like, yeah, I would love to be, you know, on a panel. But also, like, if we wanted to run a talk, like, we were saying how we can make it just a little different. Like, everyone start with some breathing together. Well, yeah. Do a if, little yoga. If like, we were doing something where they, like, gave us some be. time, yeah, I think that like if we, we had an do, hour, right, and about, what would we want to teach? Like, if we did even just a sampling of, like, the future course we're going to do. On Saturday, they actually did a cannabis yoga class. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not sure who led it. Obviously, it wasn't. Can't speak to it. wasn't you. Anyone that we know. But... Either way, just saying that, um, you know, I do think there was room for improvement. At least on Sunday. At least on Sunday. That's all I can speak to. Yeah. So, again, totally worth it for the ideas and the future and us having booths and us doing stuff and for finding Blaze, if that works out. If that works out. And another shout out that I'll give is to the botanist, actually. Oh, yeah. We tried their gummies. They were delish. Delicious. And vegan. So shout out times two because I don't often find a vegan gummy and I've never found one that I liked. So the fact this that- This girl's very hard on gummies. I am. Well, I'm critical. We straight up said we'll never do gummies. Oh, I'll Whenever definitely never do Whenever anyone ever them. talks about it, she's like, no, don't even talk about it. We won't but do gummies. But I honestly am considering- buying Ordering yeah the botanist gummies so. for the store because the fact that they're vegan and del- i love them they and their packaging is beautiful they are really like aligned yes, with us yeah. yeah yeah super kind of like i was feeling their vibe i definitely felt in alignment with them so yeah i will give them a little shout out yeah they were great. They were also just, like, really friendly. Like, from them, we were able to have, like, yeah, what the experience had, should have been. Like, yeah. we really talked about both of our stores and mm-hmm. what they have going on where they're going next. They're also cool because they have, like, a, very close to a full vertical. Like, they yeah. had, like, a grow facility. They have yeah, they're a lot doing of their stuff. Own this grow, is, like, their is third cool. thing. And they're getting their license for the gummies. Yeah. And they already have They the, have two storefronts, Two right? storefronts, yeah. yeah. So, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. It'll be cool to work with them, too. It will be. Yeah. It will be really cool. So it's sure. nice to see, too, like, in that sense, like, that there are more people like us, like, closer to being aligned with us than there are, like, the big chains. And That's the... true. I will say, like, there weren't a lot of dispensaries there. No. There weren't a lot of, like, booths and things. That... A lot of it was, like, weird technology yeah. stuff. Like, not weird, it, but more not for, weird like, grow facilities. Grow facilities. So, like, energy stuff, like, soil, that kind of stuff. Like, lots of it geared towards growing. You know, and it could have been, again, just because we went on Sunday. Like, it's possible that Saturday was just, like, popping. Yeah. And Sunday is just the more low-key, you know, type of day. 
Um, but yeah, they're really, it was, it really felt like it was geared towards cultivators, mm-hmm. um, big kind of cultivators and product manufacturers. And you know, what's funny. There was definitely like a disconnect between like who the booths were for and who the talks were for. And it's almost, I thought it would have been the opposite. Yeah. Like I would have gone in thinking, and it's funny because I was talking to my friend Kaylee about it before going and I was like, Oh, she was like, are you going to get a bunch of samples? Like, it's going to be great. And I thought like it would be. And then like when we got back, I was like, you know, no, not much of that. No. And I really thought it would be that the booths would be for people like that. I really think Saturday is that day. Yeah, maybe. I really do. Yeah. I think Saturday is the day where you go if you really want to get like samples and stuff like that. I think Saturday is that day. Yeah. Because. But then I guess you should just have one day of booths then. Like why even have why the even booths? Have the or booths. advertise it that like, you know, Saturday. growers come on Sunday. You yeah. know what I mean? Because. Even more of the conversations uh, on Sunday I felt like were geared towards cultivation yeah uh, yeah it's interesting because like then the but i do think it it would have been better if it was marketed that way or like nice if it was marketed that way definitely more helpful yeah and then i think too it was weird because like the talk that we slipped into and even the talk that we went to it was very much geared like you said for people who are not in the industry yet so it's like who is going yeah it was it was bag. yeah so that's very interesting yeah, I guess the the moral of the story is that we like straightforward shit. I guess we definitely like straightforward shit. I also think we should give it uh give it another chance on the main day. Okay. I'm yeah. into that. I mean, again, I don't know about the talks. Like I think we can always take a back row approach to the talks and yeah. leave if we have to because Honestly, and I don't mean it in like an annoying way, but like that's some of the stuff that's like breakthrough to people is just so regular to us. Like that stuff about listening to the patient. Like, I'm sorry, yeah, what what it. are you not doing? Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that was like, weird. I was like, we don't have to have a talk on that. But what I will say too is that, um, you know, I would have loved to see more diversity in the speakers. Yeah. I think that could have probably brought some more intrigue to the talks because I think the reality is that cannabis, the space, the industry has been predominantly um, held for white men. And, you know, we and, and anybody and everybody that's like interfacing with us and really trying to like support what we're trying to do is obviously trying to break that mold. Right. So it's hard to feel motivated or excited walking into a room where you're just like seeing a panelist who's just like this older white guy. Yeah. Like talking about whatever. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I've been there, done that. Right. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I think diversity is always a big thing. I know that people would always try to use, well, maybe not. They would always, I th- maybe this is just me, but I think sometimes we can find ourselves feeling like diversity is harder to come across in Boston, but it's still here. And if you are going to put together a workshop, going to put together a whole conference, then why not like really seek that out? But again, Saturday might have just been the better day. Yeah. That's definitely true. But yeah, you're right. Especially but, even in terms of like male speakers versus female speakers. Yeah, there were like that not too. that many female speakers even yeah. on the list of I any thought, talks. I noticed that as well. But I will say we looked at the speakers in the work. Oh yeah, we looked the at the schedule. on Saturday versus Sunday and we specifically wanted to go Well, we Sunday. were most excited about the one that was canceled. Yeah. That's what is really unfortunate. Yeah. That one was about the minor cannabinoids. Yeah, we were excited. And we were mostly interested in that. 
And I'll be honest, the second one I was most interested in was the one that started at one by, but but by then I was the so packaging. fried that I could not possibly Well, I'm not stay. gonna lie, I actually sat through a couple minutes of that yeah. conversation and I think that this was another thing. It was so it was consistently that all the speakers were giving so much fluff information for the first That's twenty to thirty hate. minutes of the the talk that you had to wait until so long just to get one nugget of information and then like what Michaela described was like you might ask a question it's like they don't even want to give you the answer they're like well talk to me after and you're like oh my god nobody else is asking questions why do I need to talk to you after just give me the answer right now I'm sitting here I just it was so weird because too for that specifically that she wanted to ask a question about what specific um crowdsourcing um, situations he had seen because this man was like did financial evaluation so he was like so, so Michaela's like what's been successful in terms in terms of crowdfunding because obviously some platforms won't even allow you to do it for cannabis etc so he said oh yeah I have a good one but I'll let you know after well, and when she went up to him after he literally just shouted it across the room <laughs> so I'm like what was why couldn't we and again just to highlight there were four people in attendance yeah I don't four. know why it was like a talk to me after it was weird but that had also <laughs> happened to her in an earlier chat that yeah. she had been in too I guess was... maybe Michaela has talked to me later energy <laughs> I don't know what that is maybe yeah. they all just want to strike, strike up a combo with her she maybe. is chatty and lovely she is she is that Libra with energy. us they're like just shout the answer at them and get them out, <laughs> get them out <laughs> me I'm like they're on their way I'll out anyway myself. Yeah. yeah you don't have to ask me twice <laughs> during which talk did you even say I have to go to Trader Joe's <laughs> This woman willingly went to the Boylston Trader Joe's. If anyone, you guys know, that's hell on earth (laughs) on a Sunday, no less. So I was really scared for her. Well, (laughs) let me just tell you guys that Sunday or not, we still had a full workday planned. So conference we went to in the morning and then in the afternoon we had to work on the application and we had... This Me. woman sat us down at her table and I she just... said, I'll feed you, but you better get that fucking app done before I serve you. And we did. <laughs> she didn't say it, but that was definitely the vibe. Two things. One, I helped. Two, they got it done. <laughs> yeah, she definitely did. Yeah, I mean, she had done most of the legwork before. This is just the last couple bits. Uh, we sure did get it done and we sure did have a sure delicious did. meal. Yeah. Oh my God, you guys, the meal. See, if I was really like... On my game, I would have taken some pictures, but I was just so uh, hungry by then. I had I to get into it. I know, but it was delicious. Tell us. Tell the people. What, what'd you what make did for we us? Make? Uh, I, well, we had a cute tomato galette with those tomatoes so that I got from the farmer's market. It was all the colors. With the miyokos, was it? Mm-hmm. Uh, Mozzarella. That's the way to go. Chef's kiss. Can't recommend miyokos enough. We will be brand partners one day. One day. I can feel it. And you also got some smash burgers. Mm. Thanks, Ina. Yeah. One of Ina's. I, Ina Garten's smash burger recipe, obviously made vegan, but I mean, that was, that was pretty yummy. Impossible. I know those. Did you use the mushrooms from Italy for that? I did. Yeah. Nice choice. I used choice. the trumpet mushrooms and I made them like a bacon style. They were nice. And then I put the, I smashed the caramelized onions on top. Important. That's key. There, that's the key of that burger. And those burgers were nice and juicy, weren't they? They were so juicy. I now, asked you if they were in a sauce. If they the were not meat, in a sauce. If the impossible meat was I don't in a sauce. know. They were not. I don't know if this is a part of Ina's technique and this adds to the juiciness or what. But what she tells you to do is after you prep the burgers, put them in the freezer for exactly 15 minutes. Now, I was going to ask you if she did the ice cube thing. So that makes sense. What's the ice cube thing? Some people, when they put the burger on the pan, put an ice cube on top. Wow. Yeah. 
So no so ice cube, but she has you put them in the freezer for exactly 15 minutes. Wow. Yeah. Honestly, I love that. I love them too. And they really keep their shape nice. They do. They, they were the perfect size and those mm, delicious little buns. I know. They were so cute. Yeah. That's just, you know, a little Sunday meal for you guys. And I sent everyone home with a nice warm edible. Yeah. Oh, you guys. It's funny because I have this sleep tracker on my ring and the nights that I have an edible before bed, it is like like 10 points higher every single time. That's those I and I rose garden edibles. Yeah. Uh, can't recommend Coming to those a store again. near you. <laughs> Cannot recommend those enough. <laughs> so yeah, that was our week. That was all the new growth that happened this week. Yeah. It? it was an exciting week. We've gotten a more exciting week coming up. For sure. Up. For sure. Yeah, we've got also a smoking joke coming up this weekend. Yeah. Last minute ticks available, I'm sure, if you want to hit me up. They sure are. We'll send you another email this week. <laughs> Same with yoga teacher training. Guys, I don't know if you've heard about it. Yoga teacher We've training. We've only mentioned it once or twice. I cannot believe. It's the best, coolest program. <laughs> I guess we're at the point where now I even advertise the fact that you do, as a yoga professional, get a discount hey. at particular outlets such That's as Hello Yoga. Yeah, you'll get a discount on some gear once you become a yoga teacher. Reason enough to make the event. It sure motivated honestly, a lot you of were, you little bitches. <laughs> honestly, if I had known about it before, it would have been a much easier sell. So maybe I'm speaking to you guys now. <laughs> if Listen, you're hearing it, it's for you. It's for you. Hit us up. Get signed up. We can't wait to have you. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be so much fun. If you're thinking like, oh, do I really want to commit every weekend to this? First of all, yeah. You I do. miss it. I literally miss it now that it's over. I don't know what to do with myself. But second of all, you're out by 2.30. Yeah. So you can have a you Saturday night. You have plenty of weekend, yeah. You can have a Sunday chill Evening. day. You yeah, can yeah, do yeah. everything you want to do and yeah. still have done a bunch of yoga in the morning and feel peaceful as fuck. Yeah. You're just going to feel like every Saturday and Sunday your workout is like scheduled for the day. Yeah. Also that part, like you could literally not work out during the week yeah you know what i mean just save it and do an intensive on the weekend i mean your arms will be a little sore i'll be honest yeah getting into the chaturanga of it all but your backs will be strong but your backs will be strong but honestly also in terms of like the motivation to keep fit during the winter to keep just active during the winter like you as the course progresses you're going to be doing more and more yoga and you're going to develop a personal practice so inherently you're just going to be like moving more and yeah, doing more stuff that's going to sure. be so helpful to like combat any yeah. like winter depression yeah that's true and yeah i just think like you were saying it's just the most perfect time of the year to really dive into some of that shadow work shadow to build time. new exactly. habits builds an amazing hot bod and mind yes. before next summer get ready because yeah. by the way like Last summer kind of sucked with like half the COVID of it all. And yeah. so maybe next summer we'll really get to have fun and like be on boats and stuff. I so know. imagine. Oh, can't wait. Yeah. And the great thing too is like, especially if you're thinking about it, you're thinking about it and you're like, oh, maybe I'll do it next summer. It's like, no, do it now because you are going to want to celebrate yourself. Yeah. Next then summer. next summer you can like on your vacation with your friends lead you all in a flow and through a meditation and it'll be fucking awesome. Yeah. So like, yeah, let's get it. I'm excited. Yeah. I am just so excited because I always have the state of mind that like, okay, whoever is called to for this program, they're just the right people. Just like the last group was That's like true. just the perfect right group. Everybody was just so perfectly fit. 
And that is what will happen again. 100%. And so it's just exciting to see like when the universe is just kind of like the, the plans are unfolding. It's like really exciting and cute to see how the plans were, you yeah. know? So I'm really excited to see who will be with us. And I'm also super excited because the people who have signed up so far are amazing. Yeah, no, it's going to be great. So it's going to be That's really the fun. thing. Like it's going to be such a fun group. Yeah. It's going to be like a newly re- rejuvenated course. Yeah. I'm doing the manual this week. I'm excited. Yeah. And it's going to be exciting. It's just going to be a really exciting time at the garden. Oh, yeah. Honestly, just to be around during that time. Yeah. We've just got so much we'll going on. We'll be starting the bakery. You'll be there when we start the bakery. You'll be there you'll potentially when we open our, retail, Yeah, too. you'll be yeah. Our, probably at our grand opening, yeah. like, for sure, because it's going to be on a day where there's yoga teacher training. So, of course, we're going to have you guys come through. And, like, yeah, it's just going to be a great time to be with us because this is, like, a monumental time in our journey and our story and yeah. so and if any part of you thinks like you might want to like someday work at the garden oh yeah like, if you've ever been interested in, in working at the, the garden way, for because sure. at the end of yoga teacher training you do have an opportunity to try out to work yep. as an instructor at the garden and as you guys know we talk about all the time everyone who works for us is going to do everything yeah so that's like how we're really trying to position everyone right now that comes onto the team we really are looking for people who can kind of like do it all not saying that you have to be able to do it all right away but people that are interested yeah interested in all the areas and all the areas of the business so for example like everyone on our c level team myself included we all are yoga instructors yeah you know michaela is going to be in teacher training this this program so we are either are yoga instructors or are becoming yoga instructors um and then we're all involved with like the bakery in some way shape or form Mm -hmm. we'll all be working in the store so you'll see our faces in the store but like that's how we really want to build the business it's kind of like what i was saying last week like yeah it's not a family business but it is a family business because we're a really tight-knit group Mm -hmm. and we spend a lot of time together like yesterday you know what i mean like we're just at my house working smoking and eating together a lot that's like our working style that's work and yeah that those are our work days to be our job yeah we we love it but like we look for people that are that same vibe that same that energy. can go along with that style because guess what like not everyone can be that chill about work no. to be honest no so really some also, people don't yeah some people like need some people a need nine to five yeah they need the structure they need it to be you know four to five days a week and i totally get that i totally our team is definitely not for people who are like oh i need solidified structure day to day in my life especially right now because every day is different for us right And like, yes, there's more structure coming and we see it. You know what I mean? We're like, we are prepared and ready for that. But also that's even going to be temporary in a way. I'll say that we're kind of intentionally going to unstructure the jobs. Like we're intentionally going to make it so that you can flow between all parts of the business because that's what we're going to really need. That's what we want. We want someone who's like, oh yeah, I'm going to be in the bakery tomorrow and then I'm teaching yoga class at night and then I'm, you know what I mean? Or I might be in the store this weekend or, An essential part to our like brand model is to have ambassadors that are so enthused and involved in all parts of the business. We want you while you're giving your appointment at the store and talking to people to be talking about the yoga experiences because you're teaching one later and that's awesome and it's naturally coming up you know what I mean yeah and I love the idea of people coming in and having an appointment with our concierges and then being like oh yeah you can do a yoga class with me too by the way or like come to my meditation later like yeah 100% so definitely 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 really trying to build that kind of that team and just you know it takes 
time and we we're really committed to the amount of time that it takes but we also are looking for people who are equally as committed and that's what I love about yoga teacher training because that does really show me in a different way like who's committed mm -hmm. and it's not about necessarily like getting the program done or anything like that it's about like the commitment to yourself and and watching people commit to themselves and like stay committed to themselves right. and how you have to set boundaries and maintain them and honor yourself in different ways like when I see people moving that at that level that's when I trust them to work for my business totally I also think Period. it's the best example of the garden like yeah. it's the best way to immerse yourself in the garden for sure and really see like what the vibes are like what because it's so much deeper than going to class it's so funny like we talk about how different the beginner's flow is on Wednesday as compared to any time we've done it during yeah. yoga teacher training and yes. it's just so much more like it's just a little bit slower. Yeah. It's a little bit more intentional. Yeah. Really thinking about getting in those postures. There's yeah. more cueing. Like, it's just very interesting. So you'll get, like, grade A, top quality garden experience. Yeah, you will. You know what I mean? You Three will. times a week. It'll just yeah. be so cool. It's going to be fun. So anyways, can't, cannot. Uh, also, in thinking of, like, the budgeting of it all, like, think of it as just, like, your gym membership for those times. Because mm -hmm. really, like, you're getting three workouts a week. Three workouts a week, but more than that, it's just an amazing investment. It's a totally in amazing experience. But I'm just thinking, if if there's if you're thinking of ways to convince yourself, it's there's plenty of ways to do it. Think about yeah, it. Yeah, I think I think to think of it as a, a way to commit to yourself, commit to your growth, your spirit. You know, any mm -hmm. part of what you've been working on within your shadow in, you know, the last years, months, days, whatever. And then also just to like say like, I love myself and I'm willing to do this for myself. Yeah. Like I, I once dated a guy who like, he had like two college credits that he needed to finish school and he wouldn't pay for himself to finish the college credits. And I was like, why don't you what? understand no. that you can just invest in yourself? But yeah. he like didn't understand that. And it was so sad. Yeah. Like some people don't understand that you can invest in yourself. Yes. Like you can literally right now today make an, a, legit a financial investment in yourself and say like when I do this, when I finish this, I am going to be better. Yeah. And, and it will happen you. because you commit to it. Mm -hmm. Like you can do that. And some people don't get that. So I just think like for me, when I committed to yoga teacher training, because I never really had the intention that I was going to be a yoga teacher, it was right. all about, Same. and I, I had actually just broken up with that guy. And I think that was part of the reason. That's I was cool. like, I am going to make an investment in myself because I want to better. Because right now I feel like shit, but I want to be better. And yeah. this is a way that I, I, I love yoga. Every time I leave yoga, I'm going to feel better. So I that know part. that I'm going to feel better at the end of this program. And I did. My body was better. Every part yes. of me was better. So that is like and when you're I like really reason. like when after you've gone through it and you're intentional you know how like at the beginning of your yoga journey you'll have different moments where you in for a second you're like oh i got in that posture right yeah. i felt like how that's how it is guess what that's how your whole practice gets to be yeah like that's fucking awesome yeah every day is just like you discovering a new part of your body yeah yeah it's really great it so if you want to transform yourself, just think about it. Yeah, think about it. If you it. think this and is let a calling know. to you specifically, it probably is. For sure. For sure. Yeah, so hit us up. That's how the universe works. But yeah, hit us up. Ask any questions. Ask questions. Get excited about it with us. Yeah. 100%. If you want, even we'll connect you with someone who's done the program For before. Sure. Yeah, other than Even mine. me. Yeah, it doesn't have to be me. We'll connect you to Sarah, too. <laughs> and it's a trick. It's just yeah, it is. Also, it's, it's, it's another It's garden. all tricks because they do all work at the garden. Yeah. But, but that's like... Again, like, I can't control that. It's, like, the vibes. Yeah. We love 100%. it. 100%. We love it. And technically, Sarah wasn't working at the garden when she signed up. No. She, she signed up of her after, own accord. Yeah. <laughs> that was after yoga teacher training. 
that she just happened to become the right fit for something else. Ah, uh, see how the universe works. Yeah. Okay, God. And maybe you, someone listening right now, is the right fit for the next position we need. Yeah. So come on in. Or just to be a part of the team. Yeah, we have so much going on. We have so much growth to do. So. Yeah. If you and think, it'll be fun. Yeah. By the way, we're going to pay well. Well. You better talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> we've made some promises. We've, we've. <laughs> Don't ask me about the percentages of different populations we'll be hiring because that's actually a very that's specific a whole other promise thing. as well. <laughs> the one thing that I will say, and like, again, Ange, I don't know how you're going to work this out, but please do. How many times do we leave Ange messages on the podcast? Yeah, on the podcast. <laughs> we literally do. It's like, if you, if Ange, if you want to know what I need you to do for the week, just make sure you're listening to the podcast because this is where I tell you. <laughs> This is our most intimate conversation. Just kidding. And I love and I love Anne so different. But Me anyway. too. Um, but yeah, I'm sure she'll work this out. But I, our commitment right now is, as far as pay goes, is that we will pay in the store $20 an hour. Okay. Minimum $20 Beautiful. an hour. And any salaried employees will make a minimum of $70,000 a year. Okay. Plus benefits. Nice. Yeah, because it's Boston. And I don't see how you could live off of less than mm-hmm. that. 100%. So... And if you're going to be working for us full-time, salaried, I need you working for me full-time, baby. That's the thing. <laughs> I don't play you around. shall be teaching yoga classes, <laughs> etc. Right. I am definitely a demanding boss, I think. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> when Ryan, Ryan doesn't know this, 100%. but right before Ryan was moving to Boston, it's like he was having these moments where like, you like went to Florida, like you were just yeah. kind of like going doing all these things. And I was, I was like, around. yeah, and I was like, it was hard for me to like get some stuff out of Ryan. And I was like, you know, I would have moments of frustration, and I'd be like, oh no, 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 no. I literally would say this out loud to people. I'd be like, no, let me just let Ryan have his fun right now because once he moves here, his life will never be the same again. Yeah. <laughs> and you did, <laughs> and it worked out. It all worked out. I did. I let you have that fun. You I didn't sure say did. anything. I let you have a good ass time. I was like, sure live did. it up, boo. Where you going next? <laughs> and the answer is nowhere. <laughs> the answer is right to the bakery. <laughs> but no, now I, can't I got wait. my Ryan. <laughs> Listen, do you know what's going to be so exciting? And I don't mean to be crass, but to just watch our bank accounts Ooh, fill up, honey, it'll be worth it all. It I'm just, ready to work. It will. It will be nice to have more That's than two I digits feel. in my bank account. <laughs> Not two. Today. Don't say two. <laughs> she said two. She spit in my face. <laughs> I, did. I did spit in his face. I said it. It came from my heart. <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, so I'm ready. I'm honestly Me really too. ready, and I know you guys are ready. So think about it. Yoga awesome. teacher training. <laughs> in, conclusion, in conclusion, yoga teacher, training, yoga teacher training for the fall session. Slots available. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's our episode for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please be sure to check back regularly for new episodes. Check out our website, www.iandirosegarden.com for updates and any events happening here at the garden. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at iandirosegarden. That's at symbol I-A-N-D-I-R-O-S-E-G-A-R-D-E-N. Talk to you guys soon.